You're listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association, where we discuss the latest market trends in outdoor recreation. And now, here are your hosts, Kelly Davis and Patrick Hogan. We've talked so, about a lot of things. We've talked about everything from weather to continued supply chain disruption to the to the improving economy. I mean, there's a lot in the bag. It's been a lot, and I've really enjoyed having more guests this season, too. I, I love... These one-on-one episodes are a lot of fun, but any opportunity that we have to bring in folks like, oh, I'm trying to think. We had Rachel Fussell come in. We had um, Genevieve and Jennifer come in from... Genevieve. Gen- oh, doggone it. Thank you very much. Western Colorado University. Kieran Herbert yeah. came in from PFB. We had Reese from CCSAA from KISSA. Yes, of course. We had Ryan Atkinson. Um, yeah. We had some amazing guests this season, and it, it's so fun to bring in like that that new energy and have someone bring a unique perspective to to the podcast, and um, you know, like it open up their audience too to to sort of hear what we have to to talk about and and describing research in in the outdoor industry. And it's been cool to like open the door a little bit to the other folks coming in. Yeah, and you know, I think that. That may continue. I, I asked. I actually asked the head of TikTok Shop if they yeah. if they were interested um, yesterday, and I haven't I haven't heard back. But you know, we'll see what happens in the future. I think you know, going forward, guests um, to discuss really specific things in the market, or just to provide their perspective, um, tell their listeners is 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 absolutely critical and a good reason why we were we were successful. Yeah. I, it's been so cool to watch our audience grow through our, our metrics and everything. And of course, the research podcast is doing research on our own audience because that's what we do. And yeah, we, we've we've expanded our audience significantly in the second season, I think, because of our guests bringing their folks along. And it's been fun to reach new folks that way and yeah. and hear from folks. I've gotten a lot of emails from folks that have reached out and said, hey, you know, I found your podcast through this or that. And um I've really enjoyed it. So that's that's rewarding. I think that's, you know, that's what we set out to do. And we, we started, what, in September, October of 22, something like that? Yeah, something like that. It's hard to, I don't know how time works anymore. As of, as oh, it beats me. I can't believe it's 2024. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that we we learned a lot. And I think our, our episodes were more engaging. Um, because of our guests. I mean, nobody wants to just listen to the two of us babble on forever, but people do. People like it. People like it. They're going to miss it. All that to say, we're going to bring season two to an end um, and take a little hiatus. After having solved um, all of the world's problems that we didn't solve in season one, I should say. <laughs> we had to come back for season two and assuming that that the economy behaves well and, and plays by the rules, then then our work is done. Or if, uh, you know, if there's more research questions, then maybe it'll be back in the future. Yeah, I think it was it was a tough year for outdoor. There's no oh, doubt. that is an understatement, no dude. It, especially yeah. for independent retailers. Yes. I, mean, I, I looked at the data on the, you know, once we got through December, I looked at the data for independent outdoor specialty retailers. And mm-hmm. and it, for the year, they're down 10%. Yeah. And in aggregate, that's that's pretty that's pretty dismal. And those are the Circana data that that your members yeah. have access to. Yeah, yeah, that's the Circana data. But I I recently read, as we discussed in the lap, last episode of McKinsey report, that's that's suggesting that mm. compound annual our compound annual growth rate is going to be over well seven percent next, like in twenty twenty four. That's 
recession for growth. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, as we've discussed, the economy continues to grow. And, you know, this this tends to be cyclical for outdoor. And we do have mm-hmm. a participant base, um, albeit a more casual participant entering the market that's that probably isn't going to buy gear the way our core participants do. Yeah. But that bodes well for outdoor. And I think we did a good job of ringing that out this season. Yes, I, I love what you just said. I think the biggest hurdle that outdoor faces is getting someone to engage with the sport. This is like binary indicator of I do this activity or I don't do this activity. And then once they're in and they're participating in the marketplace, then you can think about laddering them up and you can think about cross participation and, and you know, engaging in multiple types of cycling or in multiple types of camping. If you want car camping and backpacking, all this stuff like but the biggest hurdle is just going from not doing it to doing it. And then you're participating in the market. And then, you know, like you said, if if your purchases are more for cross-functional activities and if you're buying the tech shirt for running, that's also going to serve for hiking, that's also going to be worn for cycling. Like, that's okay. That's that's that first step. This last week, let me think, it's, it's the 15th now. So was it two days ago? I did a webinar on People for Bikes' attracting and keeping new riders report. So we contracted with Naxion to do this qualitative study of uh, folks who entered cycling during the pandemic and folks who left cycling shortly after the pandemic. And um, like one of the big takeaways here was like folks who start cycling start small and then they ramp up from there. And that's a natural part of this life cycle of the participant in, and um Let's not let's not as an industry be frustrated by the fact that we do have a lot of casual participants right now. But let's see that as an opportunity to really um, bring them into the sport and and um, help them progress through the activity. And then they're going to support that activity with their dollars. Right. Like that's that's the long game. No doubt. I mean, I it, I said many, many times when I was when I was doing this for snow sports is the key to this, this whole thing is committed consumers. And if you get it, if you can get them to buy a season ticket and a pair of skis, you've got a, a committed consumer there. Yeah, that's so great. And yeah. in, out, in outdoor, it's so much easier. You know, frankly, people just need a pair of shoes. That's it to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so, so, you know, the beginning of our campaign is to increase participation, to get more people out yeah. there and then worry about about selling them various pieces of gear, which which naturally occurs, as your Nexium study pointed out. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know just to to describe our market outlook for twenty four, which which we do, you know, we envision it being slightly up compared to twenty three. I ran a short general population study, or it's a, it's still fielding now, but I did a soft launch, and then I looked at some of the write in responses yesterday for a question asking, "Hey, you mentioned that you you purchased equipment in twenty two or twenty three, but you don't anticipate purchasing equipment in twenty four. Why might that be?" and most of the responses were like, I bought everything I needed and I don't think that I need anything in 24. And and that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Of course, we'd love for everyone to be buying stuff all of the time, but the fact that someone is participating and not supporting that activity with their dollars at the moment is still an opportunity for us to engage with that customer in 25 or 26 or to engage with them on the service side or to sell them the Gatorade and the power bar that's at the at the front of the uh, display, yeah. you know? Soft goods, accessories, yes. um, consumables, um, they're all fair game in the casual market. It's it's when yeah. you get it's when you get into the hard goods that, you know, I, I start to I start to really worry, you know, that we're all competing for those same dollars. And the consumers out there, they've got X amount of dollars that they can spend. And if you buy a kayak, yeah. 
or a bike or um, you know a um, pair of skis, then yeah, I think I think most consumers plan on using those for multiple years. Oh, for sure, yeah, and and I think all of us in the industry understand that about ourselves too. You know, like of course I'm not going to be buying a new bike every year. It would be silly to think that other customers would. It's just the 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 purchase cycle got like everyone synced up on their purchase cycle in 2020 and 21, and now we're in this like funny low spot. And and um, discounting is is effective, but it's not as effective as it would otherwise be because you know like e- even if a bike is like super discounted, if I don't need a bike, I don't need a bike. Yeah, agreed. And you know, when you think about you know the economic situation, mm-hmm. it's um. You know, there, there's been a lot of reporting about about inflation, especially in food costs. I mean, we're they're up 25 percent since 2019. Yeah. That's tough, man. Housing costs, especially for people that are renting, have gone up about 30 percent. So, I mean, and there's no way you're, that any you know single digit increase in wages is going to help people keep up with that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're competing with with um, with scarce dollars or, as well. And the economy is doing well, which helps, especially when the job market's healthy, because although, yeah. you know, all of us are, you know, are, are having to cut costs, basically. I mean, I, I'm not sure everybody's raised this year, you know, even covered the cost of living increases that we all faced. So it's basically become a cost cutting exercise. And when yeah. that happens, I mean, am I going to am I going to let my bike gloves like just live <laughs> another couple months? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had that uh, thought with my boots. I need new snowboarding boots, but I was like, you know what? We're gonna rock them for another season. I think that's a next season problem. Yeah, exactly. And we're not the only consumers making those decisions. Yeah, you're uh, exactly right. And we're in N equal two. We're in N equals two moment. But <laughs> I mean, you can you can actually see it in the data. And I think you know, sure. we've talked a lot about the economy. We've talked a lot about consumer behavior. We've talked a lot about supply chain issues and bullet effect. It kind of all comes down to the, to you know this circumstance. Like I've got to choose where to spend my money, and outdoors competing with the, with some requisite yeah. things. And and I think yes. that it's fair to say, yeah, we had a tough year. We had a tough year in the midst of all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the economy continues to to grow, if the and and continued it continues to be healthy. Um, in terms of you know labor and in terms of consumer spending, both of which obviously are related, then all other things being equal, we have more participants in the market. We're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We're in a down cycle because I think you're right. You know, when the pandemic hit, we couldn't do anything else. Everybody went out and bought their big hard goods. Everyone went out and bought their stuff. Yeah, and couple that with you know a lot of things that we absolutely need, like food and shelter, cost a lot more. Yes. Sorry, bike gloves. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, snowboard boots. I know. Yeah, right. it's. I mean, like this, like you said, like there's some needs that are prioritized higher than than some of those wants. And and as much as getting outdoors is a need for me, I think that uh, getting outdoors with boots that are a few years old is like still scratches that itch. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for me, I can have holes in my bike gloves, man. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. That just makes me look that much more like a badass. Which I'm just like year by year. Not That's the goal, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can at least um, still look like one. I mean, I I'm pretty sure we're both solidly middle class in terms of our our household income. About sixty percent of the population is not is not there. Yeah. So, 
still, I, th- there are some categories that we expect growth in, and and we've seen little bits of of data that suggest that um, those expectations are being met. And those categories are kids' bikes because it's a much shorter purchase cycle as kids yeah. grow out of a, a, a smaller model into a newer model. And we saw the holiday shopping season post modest growth. I, I'm trying to think now. I think it was like single digit growth for kids plus BMX together. If you sort That's of like awesome. lump those into kids bikes and e-bikes are the other category that we expect to see growth. But but that's that's sort of like, you know, like they've been increasing in popularity independent of a lot of these other factors and they're just becoming cool. It's it's reaching new audiences. It's converting non-riders into riders um, as well as converting um, non-electric bike riders into electric bike riders as, as those who've been riding for many, many years add an electric bicycle to their garage. Um, there's so much market opportunity there. And so like that's, that growth, I think, um, we we expect to see positive growth there, just because it's it's increasing in popularity, just like it did in Europe, just like it did in Asia. It's on the up and up. Yeah, shows outdoor. I mean, I'm expecting growth. Heck yeah, when I get the 23 numbers, and I've had a sneak peek of them, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm not really being fair, but I'm I'm. I am boycotted from from discussing, but I am I'm going to tell you that it's going to be fun to deliver that news in, in across That's the outdoor teaser. market. It is you're going to like it. That's June. You got to wait until June for me to okay. share that. Okay, video. okay. But um, yeah, when I look across the market, I see I see some super bright spots. I mean, and yeah. some of them are in the bike category. Um, I've got a lot. I've got a couple of bright spots in like casual apparel. Weird, right? What is uh, casual? What is that? Is that like athleisure? Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, okay. the the definitions. If there, we did a Venn diagram of all the definitions of apparel styles, it would all end up in a, yeah. you know, a giant circle of here's what you wear. <laughs> but yeah, uh, casual pants. I mean, women's casual pants up like you know in the double digits. Men's casual pants sales up in the double digits. Sweatshirt sales over the over over the holiday season up seven and a half percent. I mean, every, apparently everybody's got like three new hoodies after the holiday season. Very popular. Get one weird one, multi-tools that Schmidt's in your category. Oh yeah. Multi-tools had a great year. Huh. A really super hot holiday season. I that is exactly where people are spending. That's exactly the right price point for yeah. you. And it's exactly the right gift for an outdoor guy. <laughs> but multi-tools sold like crazy. Multi-tools. Are we talking about like Leatherman, Gerber stuff? Are we talking about like okay, I, I immediately went to like um, like a, a tool that I would carry in my saddlebag that would have, you know, like a tire lever and an Allen key. It does include and... those too. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. We saw sales of repair tools, repair stands, like maintenance tools, all that stuff skyrocket early in the pandemic because folks like the, the service departments were, were sort of hamstrung in their capacity because of social distancing and stay at home orders and all that stuff. And and everyone wanted to ride. If folks couldn't find a new bike to purchase, they were trying to fix up their existing bike. And if they didn't want to wait, you know, for, for the turnaround time that the service department could offer, they would just buy a, a repair stand, buy a couple of tools, watch a YouTube video and, and get after it, which, which I dig that, that sort of like determination to get on the bike. You know, I, I love that. Yeah. Once you decide you want to do something, you know, you want to do it. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially if there's nothing else to do and you're super tired especially, of the people you're in the house with. Yeah. You, you can't watch Tiger King again. You just need to get out of the house. Yeah. The bike fixed up. Go. I don't like the way your lips move when you eat. You got to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you That's when you have to step out for a bit. That's too funny. 
I mean, every time we have this conversation, every time we have it, Patrick, I wanted, I, I think, why have I not started a bike service company yet? Especially an e-bike service company. Why haven't I done that? Huge need for it. Obviously, yeah. capacity in the market. And here I am sitting on my ass talking to you. Why? Well, quit talking to me. Let's 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 take a little break. We'll st- we'll stop for season two, and when season three comes back, Kelly's mobile e bike service is going to be uh, sponsoring the podcast. But it may be. I mean, that might be a good way to go. So, do you have something you want to talk about? You know, since we're closing. Yeah. When when we come back for season three and Kelly's e bike mobile repair shop is sponsoring, um, we will come back to a podcast that does not feature Patrick Hogan on the mic. Sadly, I'll be moving on from my post, but the research will continue at People for Bikes in my absence. Well, much like, you know, an SNL cast member that, that goes out and says, <laughs> well, I'm sure that we'll have you back on in your. Yeah, in your yeah, path. yeah. Because yeah. what Patrick's not telling you is that he's going to go live every economist's dream. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit jealous. Just because I know, I know what you just did. Well, I tough. Know, You're, that's know, you chose math. You chose wrong. You right. Chose... I, know, that's true. <laughs> I know the brass ring you described. Well, I worked at NIST for a decade, so yeah, that is really cool. I kind of grabbed the brass ring early and ran away with it. Yeah, you're doing it now. And the reason I think it's a, it's, I mean, this is sort of the top of where the people in the top of the field that are that are working with policymakers, that are working mm-hmm. with regulators, that are working with um, the Fed. Get to get to really shine. I mean, you're you're. I think you're going to go work in on an agricultural project. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the the USDA's Economic Research Service. I'll be in the Conservation and Environment Branch, working on um, working as a climate change research fellow. So working on sustainable agricultural practices on a team of economists and GIS experts and and other folks that are coming together as this this team is being created from nothing. Um, to answer a couple questions about sustainable agriculture. So, I mean, are you going to be answering questions like, um, is it possible to to be a small farmer and mm-hmm. still make money or <laughs> uh, using sustainable practices, or do they in fact cost more? Can you actually do things that, can you use methods that cost less and actually result in higher yields? Is That's that a question? question? I, I don't know that I can speak to the specific research questions, but most of what I will be doing is, um, leveraging existing survey data to identify opportunities to create more sustainable practices for agriculture at, at all levels. Which survey? Yeah, I, the USDA has a handful of surveys that they alluded to this project, including, I, I don't remember the exact one, but yeah, uh, it's, it's neat. Like the survey statistics is, is one of my favorite areas uh, to, to work in. Yeah, that's well. That's putting all those puzzle pieces back together. That's where we meet that and derivatives that we could probably talk about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love a derivative. Um, You know, I just like pushing levers to see what happens. I see it in my head. (laughs) I see it. I'm pushing levers. Go. What happens if I do this? (laughs) And that's fun. Love that. Automatically. Yeah, that is. And I took apart the remote when I was a kid. uh, I I saw the Rubik's cube. I taking it apart and putting it back together. Heck yeah. I love it. I got mad. <laughs> yeah. Forget the rules. I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish this task no matter what. Yeah. I should have been, a, so I should have gotten into engineering, but you know, forget that dude. All the yeah. things being equal. I just like solving problems. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, fine. And this is going to be amazing. Um, And I, good. I'm guessing, you know, we'll probably be talking to you about sustainability and the economic impact of a lack of sustainability. 
Yeah, I would love to talk about that. How much does it cost us to continue to to manufacture, produce, sell, and consume in unsustainable ways? Uh, yeah, then you know that's something I'm really passionate about. I, I studied environmental sustainability as an undergrad. One of my bachelor's degrees is in environmental and sustainability studies, and um, yeah, you know, like measuring those negative externalities, which are not accounted for by dollars and cents, is really important for the presence of like perfect information. Like you, you can buy this really inexpensive thing, but what you're not seeing is the cost of pollution or um, waste in other ways, like. Yeah, there's environmental degradation, all this stuff. Better understanding of that is how you make more informed decisions and how our economy can like approach efficiency. Well, you, I'm I'm super happy to hear that the government that I help fund had the sense <laughs> to hire <laughs> you to try and to thank try you, and thank you. work on these problems for us. It's that's an, it's an amazing it's an amazing accomplishment and congratulations to you. I'm going to miss you. It's really thank it's, you. Well, I'm I'm going to miss really doing fun. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you're not, I don't know why you don't just continue to do it. You know, nothing's out of the question. No, like this is going to be a to be continued question mark sort of ending that we put on the season two. Yeah. For everybody. So everybody knows I'm, you know, I'm going to convince him. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of coming back. You know, the SNL cast member comes back as the host. I'll, I'll have a monologue. I'll do silly jokes. Um, I rolled a joke into my webinar earlier this week when I I used two bicycling related puns in one sentence. As I said, uh, how'd it go? We we did shifted. It, it, I, I don't know. It's a webinar. You can't hear the audience. It, um, it was it was dead <laughs> silence because uh, we shifted gears from our re- original research question to conduct a life cycle analysis. So shifting gears and life cycle were the two bike related puns. Silly jokes, but uh, I'm a dad, and so I was required by dad law to to make those dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, it's it, tough to to play to an audience that you can't hear. It is. <laughs> I'm sure and there's it, riotous laughter in everyone's office, but I just couldn't hear it. And I can't imagine that they wouldn't laugh at the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, I truly don't care. My favorite jokes are jokes for no one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So anyway, yeah, like I, I'm sure I'll be back on at some point, just in another capacity. I'll, I'll come uh, be the special guest. I don't know. After you do this, after you're working in this job for six months, you know, you're going to demand that we that we, you know, show you the appropriate deference for a king of economics. <laughs> you know, I had to learn how to speak like a human when I got to to uh, the outdoor industry because not everyone was an economist. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys don't want all this stuff, this super high level stuff. Let's just talk about what matters to the folks in the industry. And, and so now I get to. um go back to to sort of speaking my native tongue which is derivatives and, yeah. and uh, you know outliers and um utils i love a util a, a measure of economic utility so anyway that that joke is for maybe 10 15 people in our audience but i love those 10 or 15 people just as i love everyone else that listens to this yeah i like that it's you know you're just shortening a term like it's cool like util well, it's a it, it's a it's a unit. The unit That's, isn't yeah. like uh-huh. you know ten utilities. The the unit is ten utils. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're not going to change my mind. This is cool. I, Get out of here, math nerd. <laughs> you don't have you don't have any special <laughs> units for your discipline. Did you know that shit ton is actually a unit? Is that right? Yes, it is. Tell me how it converts into some other unit of all. Just immeasurable. It's just a shit ton. <laughs> it's just immeasurable. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, well, 
again, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that, but for you, I'm sad about it for yeah. me and for everybody else, because, you know, one of the things that, one of the pieces of feedback that I often heard about this podcast is that you and I have good chemistry. There's banter, but it never, it never gets, you know, nothing ever gets heated. <laughs> And we obviously respect each other quite a bit. And that's well, that's, let's get heated. Let's start disrespecting each other. Maybe that's how we end season two. Yeah, fuck you, Patrick. Get the Go fuck to hell, Kelly. <laughs> uh, now I don't feel bad at all. This is crazy. Yeah, exactly. This so that relieves you of any guilt. You're like, God, I <laughs> I'm finally away from her. Oh, thank goodness. My no, it's, I, I've really enjoyed this, um, this podcast and it's been fun. You know, like we, we weren't really sure how long we were going to do it or what it was going to look like or, um, you know, like it, it was a new venture for both of us, for both of our organizations. And, um, you know, if if this continues in my absence with people for Bikes and OIA, then I couldn't be happier. But the, you know, year and a half just about that we've been doing this has been a great, it's been a great run. And it's been a great experience. And it's been great to do it with you, frankly. I mean, yeah. you've been such a great podcast partner. And you've done most of the work on the podcast itself, on the nuts and bolts of it. So, I mean, I'm not sure I want to take over all that. Well, uh, Drew, our silent partner, gets credit too. I mean, really, all I do is come on and 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 talk to you once a week or twice a week or however many times we tend to do it. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's been an amazing run. And if there's anybody out there that that is interested in sponsoring this podcast, and you know, let's talk. Shoot me an email. Yeah at kdavis at outdoorindustry.org. And, um, you know, if you want to say goodbye to Patrick, let me know. <laughs> and let's, let's, we, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to send you off because frankly, I'm not, either. there's no goodbye between you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you and you're going to be like, oh my God, why do you have to call me? Why? <laughs> uh, but it's, I, I understand that, you know, you're not you're not moving anywhere that you're not you're not upending your life you're you're simply you know taking another job yeah we'll log on to another computer in a few weeks but um yeah yeah let me also just say that pfb research continues in my absence to to answer all the questions that the industry has and and members can still reach out to research at peopleforbikes.org with um, any needs for information or any new research questions they want to explore anything like that. Like, um, there, there's no interruption in our member services just because I'm taking another role. So it, it's super important that, that members are aware that all of their research and data benefits are still available to them. It, it might just be someone else answering the emails. And if you have questions, if you have research questions that suddenly can't get answered, you know, give me a call. I, I can probably help a little bit. I don't know. We we'll see. I'm just, I'm just stealing people from you now. Pat. <laughs> We've got members that are that are uh, both PFB and OA members. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they're, you know, the the body of research that they get from both of our organizations is pretty impressive. Yeah. And that's that's, you know, I we could t both take credit for that, but you deserve a lot of credit for the, the body of work that you did at, at PFB. And no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't like taking credit. I, I'm like any any successes that the research department has had is because I've, I've worked with an amazing research and statistics subcommittee because I've got like 25 folks, 25 brilliant industry experts who guide our research department. And I, I just sort of go in the direction they tell me to go. And, you know, folks from our member organizations that have been working in the industry for significantly longer than I've been working in the industry. And so it's really with their guidance and with um, the chairs, you know, Bernie Doring, Andrew Kemp, Joe Whedon, Allison Donlin that have um, really been leaders in this space that have helped me 
identify those high priority questions to answer, they they get so much more credit than I get. So and and they'll all continue in my absence too. So uh, well, congratulations. And I think as a as a taxpayer, I feel lucky that <laughs> that we hired you to do what you're what you're about to do. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And you know, I think everybody can keep in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not hard to find. No, I, not at all. <laughs> by by design, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I'm, um, I, I was thinking about just showing up at your door for this episode. You know, like you're at, <laughs> and there's, there's going to be a knock at your door in five minutes. You find out that I've been recording this from a car. And I'm, but I'm, sadly, I am not in Colorado at this minute. Or we would be having a big party because, you know, this is something to celebrate. Change is something oh, to you. celebrate and, and lean into. And I'm, yeah. Again, I'm I'm so proud of what you've done and, and what you're going to do. I can't I wait to see I, what you're going to do with your career because I'm not going to be working. But <laughs> you're, you're you're well into it, and I and just I just can't wait to see how well you do. Because you're, you're like a horse you. on bet. You're a horse on betting on Patrick. Oh, Patrick. thanks. That's sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, anything that any of that that I can do to help you now in the future, you just let me yeah. know. Thank you. You've been such a great podcast partner and I'm going to miss you a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll miss doing this. I'll miss our audience. But um, I, this is uh, this is where I leave y'all. And and I'm excited for the future of PFB's research and OIA's research. And, you know, both organizations have changed so much since the pandemic. And um, it I, I'm excited for the future, like for this momentum to keep going, you know? Yeah, me too. It's just going to keep going without me. So that's okay. Well, you're going to go push momentum somewhere else. So that's it. Well, I'm signing off. Fine, drop that mic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association. We'll see you next time.